Hello, I'm Sandra Olwine, pastor here at First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. And on behalf of our staff and entire congregation, I want to welcome you to this time of worship. In these days of pandemic, we are continuing to worship virtually as a way to care for the health of the congregation and our broader community. But there is still so much for which we can give thanks, not least of all the gifts of technology and the power of the Spirit that allows us to still be drawn together in community, to grow in faith, and to learn how it is we can serve the world with God's law. So in anticipation of the Spirit's moving among us, let us then turn our hearts to praise and prayer.
Although we gather in separate places this morning, we can still give thanks for each other, for our church family, because God's blessings continue to weave their way through our lives, binding us together and sending us out into the world as disciples of Christ. In a spirit of gratitude, then, will you join me in the call to worship? We gather to worship the one who crafted creation out of chaos. Our cries of joy join the anthems of the universe. We gather to lift our praise to God who gives us voice. We bring the songs which have echoed in our hearts all week long. We gather as the children of God, our joy unbroken in God's love, young and old, tone deaf and pitch perfect. Lift new, new songs of faith. joyous gratitude, please join me in the prayer of the day. For all the ways you love us, we say thank you. For all the ways you provide for us, we say thank you. For the opportunity to give, we say thank you. For the kingdom work and our part in it, we say thank you. May the thankful words on our lips and the thankful meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good morning, young Christians. Today, we are going to play a memory game. Are you good at remembering things? Watch the items that come up on the screen and see how many you can remember after they disappear. Ready? Here we go. Okay. 
Now, what can you remember? Name out loud all the items that you saw. Okay, I'm gonna show you now. Did you remember all of them? I'm sure you did a very good job. Today, we're working on remembering because our scripture passage from Deuteronomy chapter eight says, take care that you do not forget the Lord your God. You see, the Israelites, the people that God had rescued and delivered from slavery, were finally about to enter the promised land. And it was very exciting, but God knew that once they entered the promised land, they would be able to plant crops and build houses and eventually eat big, wonderful feasts. And God wanted to make sure that once they did all of those things, that they didn't forget. God wanted to make sure that even once their tummies were very full with all of that good food that they had planted and harvested, and once they were in these beautiful homes that they had built and everything was going well, God wanted them to remember everything they had been through before, the way that God had helped them and the important things that God had asked them to do, the ways God wanted them to live. In fact, just a few chapters back in Deuteronomy, we have the 10 commandments. Ooh, how about another memory test? How many of the 10 commandments can you remember? Ready? Here we go. Did you think of all 10? Here they are. These 10 commandments were very important for God's people and all people to follow. So this Thanksgiving, when your tummy is very full of good food, when you're relaxed and things are going well, take care that you don't forget the Lord your God. Remember the ways that God wants us to live. Remember the ways that God has cared for you and your family and the way God has called all of us to live in the world. Let's pray. Dear God, Thank you for giving us many good things to be thankful for. Help us not to forget that all of our blessings come from you. Help us to remember the ways you have called us to live. Amen. On this Thanksgiving Sunday, the first scripture lesson comes from Deuteronomy, in which we're encouraged to not forget the blessings of God as we live in the world. The reading comes from chapter 8, verses 11 through 18. 
Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep the commandments, the ordinances, and the statutes which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. God made water flow for you from the flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and to test you, and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is God who gives you power to get wealth, so that God may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors, as God is doing today. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. gospel lesson for today comes from Luke, the 17th chapter, verses 11 through 19. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. Twenty twenty certainly has not been an usual year in the life of First United Methodist Church Pasadena. When our facilities were closed in mid-March due to the impact of the novel coronavirus, lay and clergy leadership were called upon to make rapid decisions about how to continue to be Christ's body for each other and in the world. How could we live into our missional commitment of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world through love, justice, and compassion? While turning to the United Methodist Book of Discipline, the description of church found there was quite helpful, for it reminded us that the church is a people, a gathered people, a praying people, a sent people, a justice-seeking people, a love-offering people, a gospel-proclaiming people. There isn't actually one word about buildings. Now, we all love our facilities. They hold holy memories and support sacred moments. But if 2020 has taught us anything, it is that while our facilities have primarily been closed, First United Methodist Church Pasadena has not stopped being church. We have discovered new ways to worship, to learn and fellowship, to serve and witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. At the time of last year's charge conference, life at First Church Pasadena was going on much as it has for many years. Weekly worship services were supplemented by concerts and community events. Vibrant church school and music programs for children and youth were meeting regularly. Frequent activities at Camp Sky Meadows were part of that facility's renewed vitality. A long-standing commitment to helping others beyond the church's walls was being lived out in local and global ways. In-person worship ceased in March 2020. The congregation's more than 30 years of experience with broadcasting its services helped it to pivot to a weekly, pre-recorded online service. In the process, the church's staff, volunteers, and members have learned new skills and found new ways to form the worshiping community, even while we cannot be together. Ministry with children and youth continues at socially distanced events, using the Zoom conferencing platform, and through a newly created website. Church school and music are offered prior to the online worship service each Sunday. The new, dedicated website offers resources for young people to use during the week. Vacation Bible School, rebranded this summer as Compassion Camp, took place over Zoom and served children in Pasadena and beyond. The 48th Annual Summer Musical went online as Virtuoso, featuring songs from other years and newly created material. The youth's usual summer choir tour became Quarantour. 
During that week, they added their energy to the church's weekly food distribution ministry, engaged in other local mission work, and had fun fellowship following safe practices. Faith formation and discipleship for adults has also gone online since March. Groups for fellowship, study, and prayer meet after the online service and during the week. The weekly lectionary Bible study, Thursdays at noon, has more than doubled in size since going online. Learning about and responding to systemic racism following the murder of George Floyd led to a study partnership with San Carlos and Riviera United Methodist Churches. Using Zoom, the three churches engaged together in the 21-day challenge for racial equity. Other book studies and Pastor Sandy's fall sermon series, No Turning Back, has kept this important topic before the congregation. Collaboration with community partners goes on every week. These include Union Station, Friends Indeed, Pasadena Meals on Wheels, Family Promise, Methodist Hospital in Arcadia, Learning Works, and the American Red Cross Chapter. Thirteen new members have joined the church this year, eleven of them since the worship service has been online only. Some of them have never worshipped in the church building. God, through the Spirit, has equipped us for this time and moved through us enabling us to be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. To God be the glory indeed. You know, that last Together for Joy video was prepared for the Fall Charge Conference for the Pasadena Mission Area at United Methodist Churches. Despite the challenges of this past year, the joy of purposeful and transformational mission and ministry by our community has been evident throughout these last 12 months. Yes, FUMC Pasadena is still seeking to be a gathered people, a praying people, a sent people, a justice seeking people, a love offering people, and a gospel proclaiming people. In other words, we're seeking to be church in the world. So wherever you are right now, I hope you'll join me in saying, thanks be to God. <laughs> Remembering to say thanks. That seems such a simple thing to do, doesn't it? I mean, who among us wasn't taught early in our lives to say thank you? And for those of you who are now parents of young ones, I suspect that helping your children learn to say please and thank you is part of your everyday lives. We just know that saying thank you is what polite people do. <laughs> It is simple, common courtesy. But the fact is, saying thanks or expressing gratitude is actually more than some form of proper social etiquette. When we remember to give thanks, you and I acknowledge the goodness in our lives. And being aware of goodness often helps us realize that the source of the goodness lies at least partially outside of ourselves. Gratitude research has shown that people who are aware of goodness in their lives are more likely to acknowledge that they are connected to something larger than themselves as individuals. That connection might be to other people, to nature, or to a higher power. 
But gratitude is key to moving beyond self-centeredness and toxic individuality. In positive psychological research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with people feeling more positive emotions, relishing good experiences, improving their health, dealing with adversity, and building strong relationships. A study of couples found that individuals who took time to express gratitude for their partner not only felt more positive toward the other person, but also felt more comfortable expressing concern about their relationship. Dr. Robert Emons, who's considered one of the world's leading authorities on gratitude, has shown through his research that those who practice gratitude tend to be more creative, bounce back more quickly from adversity, have a stronger immune system, and have stronger social relationships than those who don't practice gratitude. He further points out that to say we feel grateful is not to say that everything in our lives is necessarily great. It just means we are aware of our blessings. But this Thanksgiving season, I suspect many of us are finding it easier to remember all the losses in our lives. I mean, today is a Sunday in which we generally have a festival worship with all of our choirs leading us in our praise making. In the last three years, we have shared this Sunday with our neighbors from the Islamic Center of Southern California. And last year, members of First Congregational Church of Pasadena also joined us as well. The sanctuary was full and the joyous energy palpable. And then following that worship, we have shared in a wonderful Thanksgiving feast in which hundreds of us filled the cloister and fellowship hall with life-giving friendship. I would be disingenuous if I didn't say that my heart is a bit broken and my spirit downcast at not sharing this day with you and with our dear friends. Yes, loss is real in these days. With COVID-19 cases exploding across the nation, we know that the holiday season ahead of us is going to be hard. Many of us have greatly modified or even canceled any plans to gather physically with family or friends for Thanksgiving Day. And here in Los Angeles County, public health officials have warned us that by early December, we might well expect a return to a mandatory three-week stay-at-home order, similar to what was imposed when the pandemic first spread across our nation, definitely threatening to impact Christmas plans as well. When we add to that the people who are struggling with the economic impacts brought on by all of these disruptions and the stress and strain on the many healthcare workers, grief, anxiety and fear seem easier to touch than gratitude. And that is right. The losses and concerns and worries are real. There is much for which we are not grateful. We don't need to be grateful for COVID-19. We don't need to be grateful for the wildfires that ravaged much of the West Coast this year. We don't need to be grateful for how racist policies continue to shape our nation and how we interact with one another. No, we are weary and worried and angry and uncertain. But maybe that is why both of our scripture readings today call us to not forget the Lord our God, to not forget in whom we find life and purpose, even in the midst of days of tribulation and trial. You see, gratitude isn't about turning every hard thing into some kind of test given to us by God to refine or improve us. No, I think the most constant scriptural theme is that God is with us in the trials and hardships of life. 
bearing us up and leading us through, leading us always towards life. Now, from Deuteronomy, we heard, Do not forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know. Yes, do not forget that God was with you, guiding and sustaining you. Now, this section closes with words that seem to imply that all of those trials were meant, quote, to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. Now, I think we have been reading those words in the wrong way. I think what we've done is turned our attention to the slavery, the terrible wilderness, the poisonous snakes, and seeing those trials as what God is humbling and testing us with. But I think if we turn our attention instead to the being brought out, the leading, the giving water and food, I believe we can hear it differently. You see, God doesn't humble us in the sense of bringing us low by trial. No, we're humbled in the sense of gratitude for God's care for us. We're tested not by the hardship, but by whether we acknowledge we do not go through life on our own, standing on our own resources and relying on our own power and insight. God doesn't do good to us by making us suffer, but rather in suffering provides for us so that we know God's goodness, God's gracious and unending love. That's a dynamic twist to how we so often understand how God moves in our life and has everything to do with where we place our attention. Do we look at the trials that we are facing and going through and ask, why is God doing this to us? Or do we look for where there is goodness in our life despite the trial and say thanks to God for being with us? You know, the leper who turns back to Jesus to say thanks well, not only thanks, but drop down on the ground in utter surrender kind of thanks, is different than the other nine, only in that he stopped to pay attention to what had just happened. And before going to do what was needed to be done in order to be restored fully to his community, he stops to give thanks to the one from whom the healing had come. And it was in that noticing and not forgetting who had been at work in his life that Jesus proclaims that the leper's faith is what has made him whole. You see, it wasn't only physical curing in this moment. No, it was in remembering from whom his ability to go back to his community came from that brought true wholeness, that brought wellness to the leper. Do not forget the Lord your God. Diana Butler Bass wrote in her column this week, I am not grateful for COVID-19, but through these days, I've been reminded of the fragile gift of life, treasuring what I had taken for granted. I'm not grateful for political corruption, but through it, I've come to value democracy and activism more than ever before. I'm not grateful for destructive fires and storms, but through them, the awesome power of nature still stuns, reminding us of our dependence on the earth. I'm not grateful for economic distress, but through it, I've remembered how we can live more simply 
and with more generosity and fairness. All of this, all of this has made me understand the giftedness of life, work, and wonder, strengthening my love of God and neighbor, more deeply aware of the tenderness of life and the necessity for dignity and justice for all. Do not forget the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery. Do not forget the Lord your God who feeds you in the wilderness. Do not forget the Lord your God who is leading you towards the kingdom. Do not forget the Lord your God who gives you healing and wholeness. Do not forget. Well, now this call to not forget might seem rather needy of God. Sort of like God is annoyingly insecure and needs to be thanked again and again. But this call to not forget, to humbly and fully offer our thanks and praise for the blessings we have in the midst of all of our days, good and bad, again, isn't as much about God as it is about us. Remembering that we are not on this journey alone keeps us connected to the pulse of the holy which beats through all of creation. It is what keeps us connected to that tender and wonder of life. Not forgetting keeps us rooted in gratitude, which keeps us more creative, more compassionate, more generous. It brings life to our lives. You know, there's an old adage that says, elephants never forget. And unlike some such phrases, there actually is a lot of truth in that one. You see, research has shown that elephants remember each other even after being separated for decades. And their remarkable recall power is a large part of how elephants survive in the world. Matriarch elephants in particular hold a store of social knowledge that their families can scarcely do without. For example, three herds of elephants were studied during a severe 1993 drought at Tanzania's Tarangiri National Park. They were found that they not only recognized one another, but they also recalled routes to alternate food and water sources when their usual areas dry up. Now, there were groups that had matriarchs ages 38 to 45 who left the parched park apparently in search of water and grub. But the ones with a younger matriarch, age 33 and under, they stayed put. Well, researchers concluded that the older elephants recalled a drought in the park that had lasted from 1958 to 1961, and how their packs survived the slim pickings by migrating to lusher areas a distance away. For those herds, only 2% of the calves born to them during that period died. But in the herd that was headed by matriarchs too young to have experienced that previous drought and they stayed put in the park where food and water was scarce, 20% of their calves died in those years. The older elephants remembered where their source of life was and they led their herd on a journey to find it. Maybe that's why earlier in Deuteronomy, believers are told to teach their children the ordinance of God, to teach them the stories of God's goodness so that they too will know where their source of life comes from. Friends, on this Thanksgiving Sunday, we offer our financial pledges for our mission and ministries in 2021. We don't do so out of obligation 
but out of gratitude for the God who leads us towards life-giving water that frees us from the bondage to all that holds us captive from being our best selves and that sustains us with food for the soul and the body. When we remember God's goodness, especially during the times of trial, we are strengthened for the facing of these days and given courage to witness to our faith that makes us whole. We give out of what we have, and it is in remembering that we become aware of how much is actually at our disposal to share with others, and so our generosity expands. Memory is at the base of our gratitude and our stewardship. If we forget the path that has led us to this point, the gifts shared and given to help us along the way, then it's easy to not express our gratitude. And if we forget the gifts shared and given that helped us along the path, it's easier to think that we have done it all by ourselves and then to wonder why others cannot do the same for themselves. But the gospel invitation is to be like the leper, seeing what has happened in our lives, recognizing the power of God at work, being thankful and praising God with a loud voice, and then after realizing that our faith brings us wholeness, we get up and go into the world to share the good news of this loving, gracious God. What we see and how we remember will make all the difference in how our lives unfold. The good news of the leper's encounter carries with it the promise that through Jesus, God empowers people to step across boundaries, to share mercy with outsiders, pay attention to things worthy of praise, and move forward into God's future with assurance that there is more to God's story than meets the eye. So on this Thanksgiving Sunday, as we face the challenges of these days ahead, let us not forget the Lord our God, so that we might be made whole and be God's people in the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Gracious and loving God, giver of all that is good and true and beautiful, you fill our lives with your life-giving song, of justice and love. Today we join in the mighty chorus of praise as we offer our 2021 financial pledge cards. They represent our labor, they represent our life, they represent our dreams. The pledges which we make on these cards are but tokens of the awesome gifts that have been given to us. Our commitments are pledged in thanksgiving for all we have received, for all we have been inspired to be, and for all we are challenged to become in this congregation. May our financial commitments represent the first fruits of all we have and not what we have left over so that we may live out as closely as possible how you give to us. May we see our commitments as our offering to you, sacred and holy, yet earthy and filled with possibility. May we hold this image of bringing our cards to your table in our hearts and minds, so as we contribute our offerings each week, 
we can see our very selves being part of this offering, making ourselves available as living sacrifices to you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, you send from your abundance everything that your church needs, people, talents, and resources. In this time of worship, we give you thanks for the work that you've accomplished in this place and through the efforts of all who claim this community of faith. We believe that you call us to be stewards individually and as your church stewards of all that you have given us. Forgive us when we hoard or distrust your generosity and free us to share joyfully and without reserve. We are grateful for our leaders and ministers, for those who have heeded the call to serve you vocationally, but especially for the quiet disciples who find ways, small and not so small, 
to share your good news to this troubled world. We join our prayers with others across the district today for the ministry of our friends at Community to United Methodist Church in Inyo Kern and at Valencia United Methodist Church. Bless the leadership of our Bishop Grant and our Superintendent Jim and strengthen the witness of your whole church. God of bounty, you feed us through the richness of this land and you supply water, sunlight, and harvest. Bless all who cultivate and work the land to bring forth the food that we eat, especially farmers and migrant workers. Transform the gratitude we feel for our meals into action to make their lives better through improved working conditions, humane immigration rules, and a living wage. God of mercy, you order our lives by your providence. We're grateful for all who have given their lives to public service. Guide and direct those leaders whose fallible crafting of human laws endeavor still to help us live together in your peace. O oh God, frustrate the efforts of those who come to leadership seeking only to enrich themselves. May they be led empty away. Align all of our purposes with yours, O oh God, our politics, economics, and our social goals. Help us to offer every moment of the life that you have given to us as an offering of thanksgiving. Loving God, while we rejoice in our many blessings, we are also mindful of those who need our compassion, the sick, the lonely, those that suffer under political oppression and injustice, lives that are torn asunder by war or by natural disaster. We pray for the many lives affected by the coronavirus, especially for the families that will gather this week with fewer loved ones, having lost them to this pandemic. We give thanks for the hands and feet of your servants who labor to support and heal all who are afflicted. And we lift before you the list of persons and situations found in today's published list. Especially watch over little Isabella Jones and Camille Wofford, O oh God, as they pass through times of health difficulties this week. Eternal God, we give thanks for the love and care that we have received from all those who love us and from saints who have gone on before us. Even as we celebrate our thanksgiving in separate places this year, apart from those that we love and disconnected from our annual habits, bind us together, O oh God, by your spirit of goodness and grace. For it is in you that we live and have our being, and it is in you that we find our purpose and our unity. Help us to move from passive receiving to active response, from old quarrels to reconciliation, from overconsumption to true gratitude. And now in the confidence that we are indeed God's beloved children, we're bold to pray the words that our Savior Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for joining in this time of worship from First United Methodist Church in Pasadena, California. I invite you to enjoy parts of this service again or share it with friends and family because all of our programming remains available for you on the church's YouTube channel. When you subscribe, you can receive notifications of all our future events. Advent begins next Sunday, and many of our regular activities for this season have now gone online. The first of these is the Advent Workshop, which involves coming to the church to pick up items and then joining in a Zoom event. The bulletin is your guide to taking part in all that is planned, so please download it today using the link in the video description or in yesterday's reminder email. Watch your postal mail this week for an Advent packet that includes a beautiful booklet of readings and visual artwork called Those Who Dream. We hope that you will use it during this time of preparation for the coming of Christ at Christmas. In addition, home-sized Advent wreaths are being made available, and we are again filling Christmas stockings for the young people who are served by the Department of Child and Family Services. Please read today's bulletin for more details about all of these things. We are proud of the way that our church serves the city through the Tuesday social service distribution of food and other essentials each week. But that program's sustainability is currently threatened because of the small number of volunteers who are able to help with the ministry. For several weeks now, this ministry has been staffed almost entirely by our church's office staff, but they have other things that they need to be doing on our behalf. We are certainly grateful that Aisha and Ashley have stepped in to help but our commitment to this weekly task needs to deepen with the support of more people. This the time is Tuesday mornings, so please consider joining this work if you can. Please contact Aisha Figulis-Williams and get on the schedule of helpers. This is the week to turn in our pledge cards. Mail them along with other donations to the address that's now on your screen. The church's online giving website remains available for you for regular gifts and for year-end giving. A link to that site may be found in the video description, or click on Donate at the top of the church's website. Happy Thanksgiving! Stay well, don't eat too much turkey, and remember, wear your mask. If you need one of these, let us know.
May the broad expanse of God's love and the abundance of God's riches and glory shape your perspective on your own life and needs. And may the eyes of your heart be open to all the blessings which surround you. And may this awareness produce a harvest of generosity in your spirit. And may thankfulness rise up within you, not just during this short season, but day after day, from the early morning watch until you retire for the night. May the thoughts of Jesus fill your mind and hunger for God drive your soul and a love for the Spirit guide your speech and your actions. And finally, may you never forget the grace, peace, and love of the triune God who protects, defends, and empowers you to run with perseverance the race marked out for you. Amen.